Hey there, folks. It's time for another Movie Mastery in Theaters Now edition. I'm John. Over there is Jeff, and we go see the movies you make us go see. And this time, you made us go see Sonic the Hedgehog because obviously, of course, you were going to do that. You made us go fast. We had to go we had to go fast. We gotta. We gotta go fast. We gotta go fast. Yeah. It's in the contract. Yeah. We had to t- t- troll tails, and we had uh, other Sonic we, we had to... Uh, Rated Jesus in front of the Twin Towers falling. I guess... Single tear. Get impregnated by Shrek or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, hold a gun. Shadow the Hedgehog gun. Yeah. Yeah, okay. There's. We did some memes. There you go. And I mean... This movie did some memes, too. Don't worry about that. It did, in fact, have some memes. So if you were worried whether or not the Sonic movie would reference some Sonic memes, it does. Yeah. Now, we are, of course, as always, going to get full spoiler review after a little break. Oh, wait. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I had it backwards. (laughs) But uh, for the non-spoiler review of this, it's atrocious. (laughs) It's really, really bad. It's, uh... It's no good. Don't go see this. It's offensive on a couple different levels. Like, it's got some overwhelmingly front and center product placement. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I'm very torn about this. And, like, I keep going back and forth. Because on one hand, you go like, oh, well, you know, they had to go back and redo the entire Sonic design because everyone was so angry. So you should support it because they had to do that. Mm -hmm. But then you're like... Yeah, but they also fired everyone who did that, so it's not like supporting it is helping those artists. No. No, it's helping the new team of artists, and basically the new team of artists did what, honestly, kind of commendable, but kind of irritating that it had to happen this way, which is just make him look like the fucking video game. No, that was the old team. They redid everything yeah. and then got fired oh. after they redid it. Right, of course, because, well... well Which makes it the most accurate of video game movies, because it was a team under a crunch deadline, and when they finished, they were fired. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but what else? I mean, it's contract labor, right? I mean, how do they fire them when they were done working anyway? (laughs) Like, okay, we're done. We made all the Sonic pictures. Every Sonic picture's done. You're fired. Yeah, obviously, we're done. We finished the thing. (laughs) Did you need us to start on the next one? What are we talking about? Well, I'm saying, when you go, hey, guys, uh, we're going to have you do ridiculous overtime for nothing oh that's fair yeah the crunch time is a real problem yeah but ultimately they made the character look like you know like the video game which is no it's so much better than the horrible blue homunculus that was the original design or say for example just uh uh, what the super mario movie looked like (laughs) ah now my uh i mean i might save this for the very end when we're giving the final reviews but man I keep thinking about this in the pantheon of, you know, video game, video movies. game movies. Are you thinking about where this rates in the video game movie lineup? Yeah. Mm. I think that's actually a worthwhile conversation. It is. Because I feel like even something like Super Mario Brothers was at least endearingly weird, whereas this was just sort of blandly bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, like like we were saying, and I feel like this could be said as a non-spoiler review, pretty much bread and butter. It doesn't matter whether or not Sonic the Hedgehog is in this movie. This movie has some visual trappings of Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. which is about it. Because the mean, character, you could replace the storyline with just about 
anything. You could this could have been a Gex movie for all we care. Uh, it could have been anything. I mean, ultimately, there's one or two scenes where he goes super fast and it's funny, but you could just replace those with the gimmick of the of the new character. This could be a Chester Cheetah movie without without really modifying anything. Yeah, it's, it's just that instead of one scene he runs fast, he just do something dangerously cheesy. <laughs> and I mean. If we're talking about a cheetah, he's still going fast. That's a cheetah. <laughs> yeah. This could have been a cool spot movie. No problem. No, there's there's very little that they're like, oh, yeah, we got to really dig into the Sonic lore for this one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and say, without spoiling anything, the spoiler-free review is don't. Just don't. Just, just don't. don't see it. It's, don't. Don't. If you're a fan of Sonic, it's bad because it's not Sonic. If you're not a fan of Sonic, it's bad because it's a bad movie. And if you're worried about, like, oh, gosh, maybe if we go see it, then they'll make more video game movies or whatever, don't. It's already the highest grossing video game movie oh. ever. Yeah, our our theater was packed full of children. Oh, God. And I even got to say, the children laughed maybe twice in this film. <laughs> it's true. I heard more kids say, wait, what? Than, <laughs> than actually laugh at all. Oh, yeah. Like, as much as the excuse for a lot of bad movies is, well, it's for kids. It's not for adults. I'm like, yeah, the kids didn't care. <laughs> this was an entire packed thing of children, and none of them gave a shit. No. The only time that they laughed was like, ha ha, he got zapped. It is funny. Oh, yeah. It was just some classic Jim Carrey mulling, uh, uh, like, uh, what's mugging. Like? Mugging. Thank you. No, he was, mul- he was, uh, he was Robert Mulling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he was he was mugging and, and did a face thing, and everyone was like, ah, ha, ha, that's classic uh, Jim Carrey. He did a Jim Carrey, good. So, yeah, there you go. We are going to take a little break, play a little music. We're going to be right back. And for all those who don't want spoilers, you can head off now with the knowledge that this is terrible. For everyone who wants to know why it's terrible, stick around as we review Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Right, folks, it is time now to really dig our hands deep into the muck that is Sonic the Hedgehog. Are we looking for something valuable? I gotta, I gotta guarantee you there's nothing. It's just the muck. <laughs> it's, it's just muck all the way down. This is one of those books you can judge by its cover. You don't have to pick this one up. <laughs> oh, man. The, the fact that the beginning of this movie just decides to, like... Hey, you know how Sonic has a ridiculous amount of lore to it between cartoons and comic books and video games and everything else? We're just going to make up a new person for that. Who gives a shit? (laughs) Yeah, I would say one of the freakier things about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is the introduction of Long Claw the Owl. uh, A realistic owl that is just like, hey, Sonic, you've got superpowers and people want to get you for that anyway what's up sonic i'm one of the guardians of gahool i'm here to guard your gahool i'm uh this is this is a crossover i mean it's like an owl in a coat but there's there's a problem with that because there's literally already an owl in the sonic continuity and he looks like a fucking weirdo because he's drawn in that sonic style where every animal kind of looks at the same little bulbous nothing (laughs) and I mean, maybe back when they were trying to do the other weird homunculus Sonic, that would have made more sense. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's probably what happened is they just didn't change him. But it's weird because the opening scene of this movie is baby, little baby cutesy Sonic 
running around in the actual world you wanted to see a Sonic movie set in. Yeah, with like the loops and everything. Uh, and then he he uh, visits his his mentor, who he actually refers to his own his own personal master splinter slash Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, which is great because at this point, I don't think. Well, I guess. He's doing a flashback. Yeah, it's a flashback because the movie open the real, real, true, real opening of this movie is a. I <laughs> bet you're wondering how I ended up here. God damn it! Record scratch. I. <sighs> when I saw that, I was like, I almost want to give you the benefit of the doubt of being like, oh, you're doing an ironic record scratch, but. Honestly, nope. there was nothing. It was just, yeah, we're going to play this straight. It's just record scratch time. We're just doing this. This is just. We thought this was a good opening yeah. to our movie. This works. This has proven to work hundreds of times in the past. I failed to understand the problem. This is my first movie. Normally, I make tires. <laughs> Tire scratch. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it opens with him running around San Francisco being chased by uh, a, a, you don't get to see Robotnik, but by a flying machine, and it freeze frames on him surrounded by fire, and he's like, yep, you probably wonder up how I, I wonder how I ended up right here. Well, let me tell you, it wasn't always like this. <laughs> Cue up a song about the, the, the importance of speed. Uh, I think it's the Queen song at this point. And then... Uh, no, that's the cave one oh, okay. when he's in the cave. Right. Yeah, because there's a whole bunch of let's do some songs about speed in here. Yeah. Uh so yeah, he, he lives in like Green Hill land or whatever and runs around and you're right, that, that owl looks perfect for his old ugly hedgehog incarnation from pre modifications. Yeah, it was oh, this is definitely we wanted to make everything look realistic for some reason. Except instead of going, yeah, we're going to make him an actual hedgehog now, they were like, we're going to make it realistic in that we have given uncanny human features to this strange blue thing. <laughs> and he even gives her a flower, and it's very clearly the flower from the video game, because it's like a mega sharp pointy octagon flower. Yeah. It's it's so cute. And there's this weird owl who's like, oh, thanks, Sonic. But then they're attacked oh, by you. A... You were using your speed again. Don't you know that everyone wants to capture you? Yeah, they're going to take your speed or use it for their own evil purposes. Or so. I guess they're going to make him run on a treadmill or something. Uh, but then, sure enough, people come to get him. A tribe of evil knuckleses. <laughs> as if, like, just Ken Penders in his comic books raided the movie. <laughs> I couldn't even tell... If they were supposed to be Knuckleses, I was just like, "Oh, it's, I don't know, it's something." <laughs> they had those faux dreadlocks that, and they were red because they were all wearing like heavy tribal garb, including animal masks. But you could see around the back of it that they had the red dreads sticking out. So they were, a tri oh, did they? Okay, yeah, they were a tribe of Knuckleses, which is weird because they were a tribe of Knuckleses that matched the Sonic look now. So they might have reworked them, maybe, but not reworked Longclaw. I guess. I mean. I they probably looked at Longclaw and went, oh, we didn't try to give an owl any human characteristics. It is literally just a big owl. Yeah. And at we that point, you're like, sure, fine, whatever. Don't have to cute this one up or nothing. Just leave leave this big owl. In the we didn't give this owl, like, teeth and Steve Buscemi's eyes, so we don't need to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, no. The, well, the, the, uh, the tribe of Knuckles is uh, threatened Sonic kind of vaguely. We aren't sure what the hell they're doing, because the movie wastes no... This, this whole fucking 
uh, Sonic the Hedgehog on a faraway planet running away from Knuckles' under the tutelage of an owl is like four minutes. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've probably spent more time talking about it than the movie gave a shit about this scenario, uh-huh. because immediately we learn that the rings from the Sonic game are actually rings that create portals to wherever you're thinking about. According to Sonic, it's how all advanced civilizations get around the galaxy all the time. Yeah, sure. And apparently there are only, like, a couple safe planets, I guess. I don't know what the owl means. Longclaw's like, oh, yeah, there's only a couple safe places left, so we're going to send you to Earth. And the other one is a mushroom planet. Yeah, like, there's even, Sonic even has, like, a galactic map that has, like, ten planets on it. And, and they're, they're all, all just, like, crossed out. They're all crossed out except for Earth and Mushroom Planet. Uh, which, I'm, yeah, we're not sure what that threat is. I mean, it has to be, like, some... You know, something that comes out of the Chaos Emeralds or whatever. Yeah. It can't be Robotnik, because he's clearly unrelated. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's strange that I guess they were like, maybe we used to be at one of these other planets and someone found out about your super speed and wanted you for vague reasons. I mean, there are so many Sonic characters that started out as sort of villains but are reformed by the end of their own game. Huh. The the villain that's running around causing problems in the background of this film that we never get to meet could easily be like Shadow or Silver or whatever that fucking blue cat or purple cat was. <laughs> yeah. There's just I don't play enough Sonic games to know. It also might just be a big water monster that you have to go after like in the Sonic Adventure games. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I don't. So, in any event, there's only two safe planets left, and she throws, she gets hit by an arrow, does Longclaw. Yeah. So, we get to watch this owl basically start to die at the start of the movie. Oh, yeah. We get introduced to, and then promptly murdered, Longclaw, who just throws a ring and is like, Sonic, get the fuck out of here. Get out. And Sonic indeed ends up on some, in, in Earth. And uh, not just anywhere on Earth, as the movie is very <laughs> keen to tell us about, he lands up in the best possible place on Earth. Small town America. Well, also it's a joke because he ends up in Green Hills, Montana. Yeah, and also you, you, remember, you remember Green Hills? No, zone? I know. He also steals a street sign for Hilltop Avenue. It's great. I'm just saying, there's a lot of there's there's references to the video game if you if you want them. Yeah, if you like some references to the Vigima games. Yeah, but no, what I'm trying to get across is right around here we start establishing, I would say the only real strong character trait to Sonic in this film. Which is that he is complete? He's basically got John Cougar Mellencamp syndrome. <laughs> I mean, I I sort of don't blame Sonic for that mm-hmm. as far as the characterization because he doesn't know up until else. well up until this point he's just been living with one weird owl mm-hmm. and then he gets here and is like oh I've got to hide out but I've got this town and it's literally the only thing he knows mm-hmm. is this town so. Sonic being like, but why would you ever leave this town? Don't do that. Feels sort of in character. The thing is, the movie feels like it is proselytizing to me. Well, it's not just that. It's also that his arguments are very strong. He's like, how could you fucking leave? You owe these people everything. You've been here for generations. And I'm like, there's a lot of arguments coming out of nowhere from you, Sonic. I'm not sure what you're... How, first, how did you even know that? And Anyway, you're right. The movie is very strongly leaning on this, oh, small town values are the only values. Yeah. I mean, given that the main thrust of this movie is it takes a small town cop to save the day against a genius who likes technology, and of course, the bad place that he needs to 
realize he shouldn't go to is San Francisco for the coastal elite. And you're like, huh, this feels oddly preachy about this. Was this movie made in Montana? What is, what would you, no, this movie was not made in Montana. It was made in fucking Los Angeles, like every other goddamn shitty ass movie. And I'm sick of these movies making these like, oh yeah, the real values are the values found in the heartland. Anyone (laughs) on the coast is just a weird city slicker with aberrant ways. You're like, fuck you. You live, unless you're talking about your slave animators, you live in LA. Yeah, it's, it's a weird place to take Sonic the Hedgehog it's as certain. far as themes go. Yeah. Like like we were saying in the preview, this movie is it, it doesn't it could it's completely interchangeable. It could have been anyone. All this shit about like how could you leave a small town to live in a big city coming from Sonic is like what do you, what do you what That's do you not th- a that's not a trait from Sonic that it doesn't he like you know Sonic, being in civilization. Sonic likes anywhere he can go fast. And if it's the city city escape zone where he has to hear that, like, one way to go, gotta follow my rainbow song, he just gets with the fucking program. Yeah. This is, this is irritating. Uh, but it, that's even, we're, we're getting into themes instead of plot. Meh, that's better. I like talking about themes. I like doing the plot minute by minute for the entirety of the podcast. <laughs> I like adding nothing. <laughs> Fine, you take the lead on this one. Go ahead. It's all yours. Uh, so we cut to many years later, Sonic has grown up in Green Hill Zone. Oh, by the way, he's Ben Schwartz, and it's not great. And it's, God, I mean, we don't really realize this until later, but, like, whenever Sonic is running around now, mm-hmm. it's just Sonic talking, you're like, okay, it's it's very clearly Ben Schwartz, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But for the first, you know... 10 15 minutes of the movie he doesn't interact with any humans like one-on-one he doesn't talk to any of them Mm -hmm. it's mostly his narration Mm -hmm. or he's like running around and dialoguing to himself yeah or to a turtle he has picked up yeah so you know he's watching movies through a window for our main hero Mm -hmm. uh he's well specifically he's watching speed yes just in case yeah because you know obviously yeah uh, I'm surprised he wasn't also watching Fast Times. <laughs> I know that there was some other movie on the background at some point, but I couldn't identify it because I only got a second, and yeah. I'm like, I need to know what that was. It was something with Leslie Nielsen in college. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it was either, but that, but someone's going to come along and tell us the movie where Leslie Nielsen has to spend time on a football co- uh Longest Yard? Something like that, and we'll be like, oh, okay. But that's what was happening. But yeah, uh, Tom Wachowski is... James Marsden, he's the main cop character in the small town. Yeah, yeah. So, and he, for some reason, Sonic is like, this is my dude. I go over to their place. I watch movies when they watch movies just through their window. He listens to enough of this guy's life to have successfully ascertained that he's a fifth generation Montana sheriff in this small town. However, he thinks his name is Donut Lord. So he has ascertained the complete historic family background of this guy, but not his name. Yep. It's pretty impressive. I mean, it's useful for one stupid reference to the Sonic games. Is this he, he calls everyone in town something based around their mannerisms, but realistically, there are three nicknames in the whole movie, and then everyone else, he knows their fucking name. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a guy who who has seen Sonic in the woods, 
And oh, he holds up a picture of that "Gotta Go Fast" Sonic. Yeah, he's like, "See, this is the this is the blue devil in the woods," and he holds up the "Gotta Go Fast" meme, and they're like, "Ha ha, Carl, you're crazy." And Sonic is like, "He isn't crazy, that Carl. They should call him Crazy Observant Carl." But like, still, he knows his name is Carl. He also knows that the other cop in town's name is Wade. Except for some reason, he has decided Tom is Donut Lord and his wife is Pretzel Lady because she does yoga. Uh huh. And then the only, and we'll spoil it here, the only reason that there's that this joke exists is because Dr. Robotnik uses several egg-shaped drones. Yes, so uh, later in the movie, he will be able to call Dr. Robotnik Eggman. Yeah. Hooray. That's why that could this could be anybody. <laughs> Just any blue guy, because ben, Benny Schwaz only voices blue characters. True. Yeah. Ugh. So, yes, he finally watches uh, a baseball game, and that's pretty much what sends him over the edge because he's like, oh, this kid hit a home run, and he got all these high fives, and then that night he tries to play baseball, and he does a whole home run thing where he's playing every position, and he you know, gets the home run, and then he comes back, and he puts his hand up for a high five, and oh, no. That feel when no high five. Yeah, he does the whole thing where he's playing all the characters on the baseball field. Uh, like the the spacey person out in, in right field who's chewing gum and blowing it all over his face. But because he is so very, very, very fast, he is able to interact with himself uh, by, by simply also being running around near himself at the same time. Like he almost managed to strike himself out as the umpire. Yes, uh, the umpire almost struck him fine, out. Fine, fine. He almost almost tagged him out by catching the ball thrown into home as the catcher, as the as the catcher. Thank you. In the, in the, <laughs> Baseball positions and the umpire. Good job, the umpire. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think he also played the umpire. He was doing a lot of close changes here. Uh, this is a this is a setup. This, I mean, I'm just going to set it aside, say it now, and then set it aside for the rest of the film. It's the same thing you see in the Ant Man movies where they establish the physics and then they don't make any fucking sense, and who cares. In this movie, he's super proud of himself for going 300 miles an hour on a radar gun. Yeah, there's a point where he runs past Tom, who is so bored, mm -hmm. and it's, oh, it registered like 296 miles per hour. And, oh, this thing must be busted. And he runs past again. It's 300. And you see him in the background going like, yes, yes, 300. But then you're like, wait a minute. Later in this movie, you fucking stop time. Later in this movie, you run from Montana to the coast and back again in two seconds. <laughs> And that's not a thing that comes up anymore. From then on, you're like, oh, no, my top speed is now anywhere from light to 300, maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird, weird choice that they decided to just be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Whatever don't, the scene needs him to be. Fucking don't worry about it. 300 is a big number. Ugh. But... The reason he gets the whole stop time thing is because they went, hey, you know those Quicksilver scenes? Mm -hmm. Let's just do those. Let's have several of those. Everyone likes those in the X-Men films, and those are garbage. Yeah. This is garbage. We should put it in here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah, he runs so fast in frustration after no one high-fives him back at his fake little baseball game that he uh, shoots lightning out of himself, which radiates outward and shuts off the power for like a thousand miles in every direction. Yeah, which is also another theme for this for Sonic is that he has electricity powers that are powered by emotion mm -hmm. because the only time he gets to use them are when he is 
super angry, super sad, or he's... Super protective of small town values. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's like, oh, I've got a friend, and now I, I need to protect my friend. Friendship has given me magic. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand, Robotnik, because you're a city slicker. You've got that fancy ivory tower education, but you don't have friends like me in <laughs> you, small town America. You ain't got heart in a slice of the best peach pie on the 60. <laughs> Oh, you're right. I don't. Oh, no. My comeuppance. <laughs> so, so yeah, apparently Sonic in this one is super lightning-y. They even show him reading all copies of The Flash. Yeah. At one point to let, let you know that don't worry about the lightning. Yes, it's not technically part of the Sonic mythology and never has been, but it's cool. Just He's just borrowing another hero's deal for a while. Yeah. I mean, the amount that this movie does not give a fuck about anything Sonic-related is like, Whatever, we added in an owl, some electricity powers. Look, the rings are in there. <laughs> rings exist, but who gives a crap? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, well, the, uh, the, the resultant explosion of EMP energy shutting off all the power everywhere uh, leads to a, a, you know, a comedy scene in town, as, as the one sheriff calls the other sheriff and, and panics and so on. But also, we get to cut to some random boardroom out in Washington, D.C. at that there <laughs> Pentagon. Yeah, and everyone's discussing it. They're like, uh, we had a great surge of power that blacked out the whole Pacific Northwest. And I'm like, the Pacific Northwest? Did he forget? Was, was that baseball game in Oregon? Did he forget that he was in Mon Did everyone forget that this movie is in Montana? Because <laughs> <laughs> at that point, it really wouldn't just be the Pacific Northwest if it managed to go from Montana to the, like, Washington and Oregon. You'd also be knocking out, like, five other states. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I've only ever had one friend from Montana, and he was kind of... I don't... I never see him anymore. I... I, I I don't remember him ever thinking that Montana was part of the Pacific Northwest. No. I don't know if people in Montana think that. Because, you know, I know the part of Idaho that separates them from uh, Washington and the ocean is not enormous. No, but I believe in my heart of hearts <laughs> that they do not. Like, I even have a friend in the in the in Washington, like, but super eastern Washington. I'd be very curious to hear if he thinks he's in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, probably. Yeah. As long as you're in those states. Yeah. But anyway, uh, okay, so, yeah, they're like, yeah, it shut off all the power to all these places, and this is a huge catastrophe, and we don't know who's doing it. It may have been some kind of attack. And then one poor army guy has to be like, I think we should bring in the one guy who I think could handle this project. And everyone's like, oh, I know who you're talking about, but he's way too crazy and unstable. No one likes working with him. He's the worst. He's too demanding and everything's impossible. He's like, yeah, but I think he's the one who could get it done. <laughs> I really wanted it. There'd be a point where he's like, I don't know why we're doing this either. The plot says we have to. It says right here, we have to bring in some asshole. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> why are you arguing so strongly for this? Uh, I don't know. It's I on mean, otherwise the movie doesn't happen. <laughs> it's on page 31, Jim. Come on. <laughs> so they send in Robotnik, which is Jim Carrey doing, you know, some classic Jim Carrey stuff. Well, he's just another argument for the fact that this movie could be any interchangeable internet or, or uh, intellectual property. Yes, because Robotnik, pretty much until the very end when they try to give you some fan service, mm -hmm. is just generic smart robot guy mm -hmm. this could be syndrome no one gives a shit it could be whoever it was who was or i guess it would have been a uh, claw it could have been claw in the inspector gadget movies without changing anything yeah you just need to make one of his hands robot it's uh it's definitely a choice they had 
Yeah. Because, you know, it's not like he's doing any of the classic Robotnik things where he's like, ah, in order to catch this Sonic, I've turned a rabbit into a robot. (laughs) Instead, he's just like, I've got these little drones and I send drones out and the drones have guns. At no point does he say, like, when I get this government project done, then with the accolades earned, I'll give myself a promotion. (laughs) Not once. And... (laughs) Uh, if my force field <laughs> fails to contain all of Green Hills, then I'll give myself a promotion. Then would that small town cop's help? <laughs> uh, that was the one meme I was really missing. Yeah, I know. The fact that they did some meme stuff in this movie and not once did Robotnik say promotion or pingus. <laughs> yeah, either one of those I would have been okay with. But no, uh. So he drives around in a fancy custom truck full of drones and black and red are his color scheme. And he basically is doing what if Jim Carrey was Dr. Evil? Yeah, I feel real bad for his intro scene because we get Neil McDonough shows up Mm -hmm. to be the straight man to Jim Carrey's wacky asshole. For one scene, too. Poor Neil McDonough is in this movie for like 30 seconds. And basically, he's just the recipient of the old-ass Dr. Evil at Zip It. Ooh, ooh, this is what you're doing thing. Remember that? The, the poor Scott Evil trying to talk, and he was like, Zip It. Zip. This, it's the same joke. It's yeah. the exact same joke. How long ago was fucking Austin Powers? Uh, it doesn't matter, because this movie doesn't give a shit. Yeah. So, the one thing we get is Robotnik has a new second-in-command that is Agent Stone, mm-hmm. which will follow him throughout this, which is... <sighs> it leads to the worst joke in this scene, that's for fucking sure. Yeah, which, you know, having someone be like, Dr. Robotnik thinks you're basic. I'm mm-hmm. like, don't don't do that. <laughs> Dr. Robotnik thinks you're not on fleek. <laughs> this is not for anyone. No one wanted this. <laughs> Poor Neil McDonough. I like to think I'm Bay. You're not Bay. Dr. Robotnik says you're not Bay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah agent stone throughout this movie will be alternatively shown to be highly competent and a good like friend slash helper for robotnik or alternately whenever they need robotnik to do a joke about how dumb everyone is Mm -hmm. then he just becomes stupid for a second yeah yeah um he's hyper competent basically he is jack donaghy's assistant from 30 rock like that's the only character portrayal they're giving him. Pretty I much. Could, I could also see that guy whose name is completely escaping me at the moment being like, yeah, he thinks uh, Jack thinks you're basic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's literally the same characterization. He he uh, at one point in the movie is also forced to bring an overcomplicated foo-foo mocha lata chai tai hoodly do venti map mochi frappuccini to uh, to Robotnik mm-hmm. because that's oh, big town values. They drink fancy pants coffee on the East Coast. Oh, he used Bavarian steamed goat's milk in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, what an ivory tower. Why, if you can't order your coffee in less than three words, you're probably some sort of queer-mo. Ugh. What are we doing, movie? What are you doing this for? So, yes, uh, Tom is going to leave because he is going to take a job in San Francisco. And... On his way out, Sonic basically runs into him because he tries to use the rings to get away, but drones are after him from Robotnik. So he's like, all right, I'll go to a place that I know about, which is Tom's house, and I'll 
I'll hide the money there. I'll and- hide the rings in Bill's house. <laughs> Fred's house. <laughs> but and it's he's- so weird because he's like, all right, all I have to do to go through this this ring thing is throw it up and like imagine this the planet I'd like to go to and then run through it and 15 seconds later the ring will degrade and vanish. Uh, no one's found me yet. So I can throw it. Oh, no, I hear helicopters. I better run away to a different place and then stand in there for a long time. I mean, I guess it's because he, he he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to leave. But <laughs> what we're going to get is Tom thinks it's raccoons in the garage. So he takes his wife's. She's a vet. So she has a trank gun and goes out to the garage to go trank raccoons or something. <laughs> There's some stuff I want to talk about that we passed by, so I'm going to let you finish the story. Go ahead. Go ahead. But uh, he sees Sonic. They have a terrible interaction, and he shoots Sonic in the leg mm-hmm. with a trank gun, Yeah, which causes him to drop the ring he was doing, and Sonic is looking at the San Francisco t-shirt that Tom is wearing, mm-hmm. so it opens up a hole to San Francisco, and he accidentally drops the bag of rings Onto the uh, whatever the big pointy building is. Uh, it's the it's the name of a company. It's like the the something tower. I forget. I forget now too. Yeah, it's it's the Chrysler building or the Sears Tower or one of those tall towers. <laughs> I'm sure people in the cities where those are were thrilled. It's the Space Needle. It's definitely the Space Needle. It, I think it's the I think it's called the Arch. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think it's called the. I don't know. Florida doesn't really have anything else. <laughs> the swamp. You know, no, Florida is technically the flattest state in the in the world. In, in the, the world. In the in the country. In the fifty states, Florida is at. They they make the jokes about Kansas, but it's actually Florida. Yeah. There's literally no hills. Yeah. If you ever been in Florida, and I have, ooh baby, that flat. Yeah, it's so flat, but so much green. Yeah. That would that would have been a perfect place for Sonic to go. I know. So many green, but no hills. Yeah. Uh. Oh, hang on. I found the. Uh, I got the wrong name here, John. I'm afraid. Uh. That it, the, I got the Sufro Tower, which is that big radio tower on the mountain out there. Aw. Uh, is it? Is it? Oh. Wait, is it? Is it literally just called the Salesforce Tower now? No, nope. <laughs> Transamerica Pyramid. There we go. It, yeah, so the, the rings are stuck on the Transamerica Pyramid. There we go. Uh, now, the thing I wanted to go back and mention is there's a scene. One, the running through line for Tom is that he wants to join the San Francisco Police Department because he feels like in this small town environment, he doesn't get to kill enough people. <laughs> He's, he, <laughs> yes, this was our running joke. That was the only thing that was amusing because he kept going like, man, I really want to I want to get out to a big city instead of this small town that's so boring. And I want to do cop stuff. I, I never get do to do real cop stuff, real cop things. I want to I want to be able to be in a life or death situation and kill someone. I just want to commit regular murders. <laughs> I want to be able to plant evidence on someone after I shoot them. <laughs> now, he doesn't say any of this. He really wants to go someplace where his help will be more needed. Yes. He wants to find someone that will come up to him and say, please, sir, I need your help. And it's a life or death situation. And then they're black, so he'll kill them. <laughs> I'm Actually, his wife is black in this movie. But but no, he the, the whole thing where he's like, I want to be a real cop in a real cop place. And I, the whole time I was like, I know movie thinks that's super endearing, but... Uh, I don't want him to be a real cop in a real cop place. <laughs> I, yeah. At most, I want him to be Cyclops again. <laughs> uh, or maybe just cucked by Superman again. But, yeah. <laughs> 
But here's the real thing I was trying to get to. This is the there's there's a point in the in the movie where he comes home to his wife and she's like, "Hey, hun, the 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 letter finally arrived, and it's the letter that's like an acceptance letter into the San Francisco Police Department." And then she has to be like, "Look, hun, I was looking at apartments on Zillow. You know, Zillow. That's where you look for apartments on San Francisco." And she holds it up, and sure enough, there's realistic San Francisco apartment prices because she shows him a four thousand six hundred dollar a month apartment. Yep. And Ugh. then he has to be like, I'm not sure if we're ready to move to a big city. Can we even afford it? And she says, "Hun, do you remember when I was in veterinary school? And he's like, I had to take a second job to pay the rent. And she goes, and? And a third job to pay your tuition. And I'm like, no, you guys can't afford that apartment. Don't go there. Yeah. That is not for you. No. That is for some Google asshole. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Even if you're in the SFPD, you live somewhere else. Yeah. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> you live 14 stops south on BART. That's where you live. <laughs> and also uh, a bus. Yeah, man. You're in Walnut Creek or some shit. you got to commute, my dude. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to mention it because of A, the product placement, B, the extravagant on-display wealth in this film. Well, also, the product placement in this, in almost the exact same conversation as they have the conversation where they're like oh well you know i guess you'll miss the olive garden yeah but when i'm there i'm family what ha the other scene that's in this movie is the the wife has to leave at this point in the film she's heading off to san francisco where her sister and niece already live in a giant san francisco mansion <laughs> i mean we're talking a giant floor plan two-story uh, uh, on the ground in the middle of San Francisco, I'm pretty sure that uh, that like Pelosi lives next door to them, <laughs> uh, and uh, and uh, she, the, her whole characterization, this sister character is, you should divorce your husband. I don't really need a reason why. Yeah, that was also a really weird take mm -hmm. because <sighs> whenever Tom calls his wife or anything, the sister is there and she's just like. You should dump that man. He's no good for you. Like, why? We've already established that he, like, pay took on tuition. ridiculous burden in order to keep her housed and pay for her tuition. And then you're like, oh, he's the worst. Would you uh, mind giving me a for example? Yeah. No. Give me, give me, no, we don't do that. She just yells a bunch. And one of the th in the that scene, when she calls from San Francisco, the wife does. And she's like, my sister says I need to check all of your cell phone apps for dating apps. And he's like, all the only apps on my cell phone are the ones that came installed on it. Because I don't know how to use technology. That's for the coastal elite. That's small town values. Oh, the Olive Garden app is on there, though, because when you're there, you're family. Uh, and you can, like, l hear the check being written. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> so anyway, now we've set up most of the film. Robotnik's after Sonic. Uh, he's hiding with this small town sheriff. Uh, Robotnik shows up at the small town sheriff's house and basically just sort of belligerence at him for i mean it's it's jim carrey doing jim carrey you know what it is he's he's mugging he's talking quietly before bursting into yells uh in this case he's like his whole thing is an obvious superiority complex because robots are better than people yeah and he does manage to find a quill of sonics which will be a macguffin in this mm -hmm. I, I i do appreciate the part where where he has to dress down uh small town sheriff man for for being like you know small, and he's like he's like I was spitting off formulas while you were still drinking formula, and he has to be like I was breastfed. Oh, rub that in my orphan face! 
I was like, okay, that's pretty good. All right. <laughs> All right. That's Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey. I, All right, Jim. I, I appreciate that. But anyway, he, he comes into the house. He sends a bunch of drones in there trying to find Sonic. This is our first establishing shot of Sonic's primary superpower of rolling up into a ball. Yeah. The... <sighs> I was almost okay with this scene because after Tom had shot Sonic in the leg and knocked him out with the trank gun, when he woke up, he was like, yo, I don't have superpowers right now because you shot me in the leg with a trank gun. My legs are all rubbery. I can't super speed. Like, you have to help me. This is life or death. Remember how last scene you were saying you needed this? Mm -hmm. Here I am saying it to you. Yeah. And so he's going to help Sonic out. And I thought, oh, this is going to be the reason. Why he doesn't just run to San Francisco in two seconds and get his rings back. Yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately, this movie's full of dumb contravents like that. Well, also, I mean, when he was going to get shot in the leg with a dart, we are shown several times where, like, missiles are coming at him, and he just stops time and runs around them. So you'd think someone would shoot a dart at him, and he would just, like, move to the side. Yeah, that is not the case. I mean, shit, there's a point where we get to the Transamerica uh, Pyramid, and and uh, Sonic runs over to it and is like, comes back a second later. Uh, no dice. There's uh, you need a special key to get to the roof. And I'm like, you don't. Just run up the side of the fucking thing. We have shown you running up the sides of walls because and you are that fast. We've seen you running on a ceiling in this movie. You're perfectly content to just go up the side. Come on, just go up the fucking side of the building. No, He's like, no. We you have to shenanigans me into the building. <laughs> we have to still have a plot. Yeah. <laughs> and interchangeable character the reason that uh this doesn't happen though is a small bit after tom manages to escape from robotnik by punching him in the face mm -hmm. uh they're driving along and tom's like all right my dude you need to leave you're a weird alien or something you got me in enough trouble already just fucking go west young man you will find san francisco along the way and that's when we get the run to the coast and back yeah he runs to the coast he comes right back with a fish on his head his head and he's like look as i was crashing into the waters of the pacific i realized i don't know where san francisco is and i was like you know what in the time it took for you to say that sentence you could have just run up and down the coast of california yeah or you go like hey tom let me uh see your gps on your yeah. like smartphone real quick how about just draw and me a map whoop. yeah I will go to the nearest gas station, get a map. <laughs> no. No, it's instead it's you have to take me on a two day road trip to San Francisco. Remember everyone's favorite thing about Sonic where he he's slowly in a car? That's a lot. It's a lot of that. I mean there are more than one Sonic game where he's in a car. There's a bunch of like cart racers. <laughs> Uh, uh, presumably, though, he's only in those cars because, you know, if he was just running, that wouldn't be fair to the other people who want to have a fun kart race. I know. Yeah. So in this movie, he's just like, oh, I want to give Robotnik a chance. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, I would have just gotten my rings and been gone a long time ago. I mean, I could just check California. It would take me like a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, instead, we get to have some road time shenanigans where once he convinces Tom to help him, they go like, Oh, I'm going to go have a stop at a, a gas station, and there is the world's rowdiest biker bar next door to a Chevron. <laughs> yeah, they park at a nice, quiet Chevron station, and, and uh, the door's open. There's no noise or anything. Oh, yeah. Tom's just like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a call over here. Mm -hmm. I need you to stay in the truck. Don't make any noise. And everything we've seen mm -hmm. and heard so far has been like, oh, this is... 
this is one of those gas stations in the middle of nowhere that's like, oh, you get off a freeway, you go in here, and you get back on the freeway. Yeah, it's just light in the dark. is what. It, but then Sonic turns to the out the other window, and Sturgis is in town. <laughs> All of a sudden, when he looks to his right, an entire biker bar full of bikers has appeared magically and, and is just- loud as fuck. And it's not just bikers, but like fun bikers. Oh, yeah, these are fun bikers. These are like Pee Wee Herman bikers. <laughs> these uh, aren't these aren't Sons of Anarchy where they're spending most of their time planning how to kill each other. Oh no, these, these are, are good <laughs> homeland values bikers. <laughs> Small town bikers. That's what's up. So for some reason, Sonic is enthralled by this. He's like, I need to I've do this. Never wanted anything more than to go hang around with a bunch of fat guys near bikes. I've never wanted anything more than to get a drink at a shitty bar before, so let's do it. And this bar has everything. There's a truck pole happening outside. There's a guy doing motorcycle tricks. There's a bunch of babes. And then when he gets inside, there's line dancing and a mechanical bull and a bunch of specials and a darts tournament. Oh, yeah. This place is huge for what should be just a little dump nothing it's sturgis like literally they had to park across the street from a motorcycle rally and then marsden had to get out of the car and be like that's probably not important (laughs) i shouldn't even probably notice that this is happening because he doesn't notice it until after he has finished his phone call comes back to the truck and then is like huh Will you look at that? I wonder where he went. Oh, there's a motorcycle rally. Oh, there's a giant fucking dirt circus in town. <laughs> Looks like the end is coming. My- <laughs> there's a Mad Max thing over there. I just failed to notice. So, yes, he goes to get him and uh, they talk about like a bucket list thing. But mostly this scene is important for the first of our Quicksilvers. Yes, yeah, yeah. So they're they're sitting around, and ba- yeah, like like John was saying, basically, he's like, come on, we gotta go. Le- we're leaving, Sonic. We're leaving right now. We have to leave. Uh, and he's like, I can't leave. I've always wanted to do something interesting, and now this is something interesting, and I can't do it. And I'm like, dude, quit layering demands on this poor cop. You just need the ride to San Francisco. Just shut the fuck up. Once you get the rings, just run back here. Yeah, just be like, cool, that took two days. Anyway, I'm gonna be back here in three seconds, and then I'll just <laughs> dick around all I want. But yeah, so basically, this sparks a little understanding in, in uh, Wachowski or whatever his name is, who's like, who's like, yeah, sure, uh, okay, well, I guess you want to do your bucket list. Let's let's draw a bucket list up and then dress you up in clothes so you can pretend to be a biker instead of you know a three foot tall, you know, blue guy. Yeah, and um, you know, he gets to line dance and get on the bull and do a bunch of dumb crap, and, and of then he starts a bar fight. Yeah, and then get a bar fight, and he ends the bar fight by. You know, quicksilvering and just fucking everyone up in this bar, which I gotta say, dick move. I I think the one thing I really appreciate about this scene is that it shows that Sonic has no upper body strength because he gets in a fight with some big fat biker guy and he runs up and punches him in the face and the biker's like, "You did what was, what was that?" Yeah, he punches him a whole bunch in the head. He's like, eh. "That was extremely cute. What are you doing? <laughs> you got little squeaker fists." I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> Uh, but so he stops time and like rubs one, wraps one guy in toilet paper and one. Yeah, he like wedges put, a dude onto a 
like light fixture and then a, has a dude punch him and put a stuffed bear head on one guy, put, move a bunch of food around, eats a bunch of chili dogs. So if you're worried about whether or not his pizza equivalent from the 80s was coming into play in this film, don't. It does. Yeah, he gets that. That is that is a joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry. Later on, he's going to have to fart because of chili dogs. That's another joke, folks. Yeah, those these are jokes. Uh, so, yeah, they he quicksilvers and they leave. Mm hmm. And, uh, <laughs> God damn it. Now he gets attacked. They get attacked by Robotnik sending robots out from his truck. Yeah. As they get a multi-stage boss fight where it's, here's a giant truck. And then here's a, yeah. Sonic realizes he can spin dash at this point. He's yeah. like, oh, I, I have a move called the spin dash, I guess. I'll do that. Yeah. So he does that and flips the truck over and he's like, haha, is that all you've got? Which is a great chance for, you know. You, Robotnik to be like, no, but thanks for asking. You've seen the trailers. Yeah, and he so, sends out like a oh, little four wheel car yeah, that's a tiny. Pod comes out, and then that gets hit, and then it's a motorcycle, and then that gets hit, and then it's a unicycle, and then that gets hit, and it's a little drone. I think my favorite part is the unicycle, where for some reason Sonic's been perfectly capable of beating each one of these things up by just rolling into it, but then the unicycle comes out, and and uh, Marsden's like, finally, my chance. Uh, I'm sorry. This one's on me, he says, giving Sonic the wheel of the car. You and- <laughs> weird blue thing that can't reach pedals. Drive for me while I attempt to swing at the deadly robot with swing- a wrench. He's just swinging a fucking flashlight at it. I'm like, why did you think that this was the one that Sonic couldn't handle anymore? <laughs> finally, my time to shine. I got this one. No, just keep driving. Also, God damn it. This is one of the scenes where I got really angry at Sonic in this movie because there's a point on his bucket list where it said, like, make a true friend. Mm -hmm. Tom sees this the night before, and then during this scene, Sonic's like, well, you're my best friend. He's like, whoa, hey, don't call me your best friend. It's a little early for the bestie thing. Best non-human friend? No, that's my dog. So Tom's just sort of being a dick, but then Sonic is like, Oh, fuck you then. Why don't you just leave me behind? That's what you're good at. I'm like, you ungrateful fuck. (laughs) This is also, this is the big small town values speech that Sonic gets to give. Because he's like, yeah, you're good at leaving people behind. That's good. I know that you're about to leave the Green Hill Zone. Why would you do that? It's the best place in the world. Uh, Everyone looks up to you and you you make sure that that town works and they need you there. Yeah. Just like you need them. And, and, you know, Marston's just like, well, I want to get a better job. How would you possibly understand? You're a hedgehog. Instead of the best argument you could possibly give him, which is you haven't been anywhere else. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, he could have just been like, have you been outside Green Hill Zone or Green Hill City ever? No. Well, okay, there, there you go. The world you don't is, know shit. The world is huge. <laughs> Run around it sometime. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is like in the midst of being attacked by Robotnik, Sonic is just yelling at him about how, how great it is to live in small towns and how in cities you won't get to know anybody because there's too many people around. <laughs> And now he's been alone his whole life, and how could you possibly move to a place where there's not your old friends? Yeah. Oh, God damn it! I hated everything about that. Which is unfortunate because, you know, the actual visuals in this movie are good, and the whole, like, robot that keeps getting smaller gag mm-hmm. is at least visually a cool thing to do. It's- but during the scene, they're just like, oh, let's have the worst possible conversation. It's also a pretty classic Robotnik tactic. 
to, you know, in- increasingly smaller amounts of robot coming after Sonic. Yeah. So it's it's cute and fun. And when it's over, basically, he manages to beat the last thing, which is this little tiny helicopter drone that cuts the top off the car uh, that they're driving in. Uh, but we cut back to Robotnik, who does a whole, like, okay, time to do a weird, vampy dance to a song set to chaos music, uh, which is literally the playlist he plays, chaos music. Uh, and then he, like, tries to, he's like, well, what am I going to do to catch this hedgehog? And he realizes the quill he has, which he's taken from Sonic in the past, has unlimited energy in it. Yep. Just one quill has unlimited energy. Uh, and so he starts working with a bunch of music and lighting equipment and a part where he skis uh, and a bunch of other shit. Yeah, on, he, on a, he does a bunch of visual gags. But it leads to one of the better... Well, it's half one of the worst jokes in the movie and half an okay one. Because it opens with with uh, his his assistant Stone coming in and be like, "Sir, would you like a froofy latte? Because you're an East Coast intellectual." Uh, which you know, ugh, come on, fucking movie, knock that shit off. But then it respond, it cuts to Robotnik angry, angry being interrupted, just going, "Yes, I love the way you make them." <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is very very cute. Uh, so yeah, he's gonna go ahead and put this quill in his new prototype thing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Tom has rolled up to the sister's house in San Francisco with his broken, fucked up car, mm-hmm. and <sighs> he's been on the news now, because Robotnik is somehow a government functionary. Yeah, so now Tom has been labeled like an accessory to terrorism. Oh, because he punched Robotnik at one point. Yeah. And Robotnik even calls him and, and has a whole speech. He's like, ah, when I was in fourth grade, a, bu- a bully who was bigger than me gave me an ocular inclusion across one of my eyes. And did you know what I did? And like that kind of thing for just a long time. Yeah. So when he gets there, now at least the sister has a reason to hate him, I guess. Yeah. Because now she's like, oh, you're a terrorist now. Oh, my God. You can't ever, be in here. Is she ever a stereotype? It is so sad. It's real bad and real Real sad. But uh, then they see that, you know, Sonic is there because the dog pulls the blanket off of him. And okay, great. Here's the Sonic. And she faints, which is perfect because they tie her up with a bunch of jump ropes. Yeah. She faints, which is perfect because it stops her from speaking in this scene. Yeah. Her speaking in this scene is just a never ending litany of uh uh-uh. Oh, hell no. Just over and over again. So, Uh, you know, Tom manages to convince his wife to get on board. Mm Mm-hmm. Just being like, yo, I got to help this little dude. Mm-hmm. I This is what I've, you know, been wanting my whole life is to help someone in a life or death situation. Plus, you're a veterinarian. Oh, he's on. Unco- Sonic is unconscious, by the way, because the final incarnation of the truck that, that Robotnik sent at them was just a really sticky bomb. Yeah. The inside of the tiny helicopter was a bomb. Yeah. A little tiny, very sticky bomb. And Sonic finally managed to stick it to a nearby rock, but he wasn't far enough away when the explosion went off. So now he's all unconscious and fucked up. Yeah. There you go. So he's like, hey, you're a veterinarian. Fix this monster. <laughs> uh, She's like, well, his pulse rate's like 300. And he's like, yeah, that's probably normal. Because I, I need to explain to you, he has to go fast. <laughs> everything about him have to go fast. <laughs> Later on, earlier today, he created a sonic boom, sonic boom, sonic boom. I think uh, he might have saved the planet from disaster. <laughs> So, yes, they wake him up, and now the two of them are going to go try to get these rings, and they get up to the top, they get to the roof, Sonic gets his rings, and then Robotnik shows up in his super prototype flying machine that we saw at the beginning, and 
he <laughs> shoots missiles at him and we get another quicksilver scene of him blowing up missiles well, he but also, he also shoves uh the, the family off the roof so he can catch them on the way down the building later yeah proving that the whole thing where he was like oh, we have to go up for you you have to put me in a duffel bag and i have to pretend to be a kidnapped kid a duffel bag was bullshit yeah it's all bullshit yeah everything's fucking bullshit but uh during the Quicksilver scene, Robotnik's finger, moving very slowly, manages to hit the superpower button and starts using the energy from his quill so that now he can also go super f- fast. Right. And then he's chasing him through the streets of San Francisco, shooting at him, and we cut back. We get right back to the freeze frame moment, and we freeze frame there again, and then the movie starts over. Yes. I'm kidding. It, <laughs> he, he comes, and we are in hell. Oh, look, it's Longclaw. No, we, we freeze frame again, and he's like, there, now you see how I ended up in this wacky-dacky situation. You're wondering how I'm going to get out of it. Me too. Yeah. So he used one of the rings to send Tom and wife back to Green Hills. Yeah. And he runs and does a whole worldwide ring thing where he's like, oh, I'll throw a ring and go to, like, Egypt, and then I'll throw a ring and go to, I don't know, Paris. And- yeah, he goes to the Arc de Triomphe. Which I have to assume at each one of these locations, he's seeing pictures of the other of the next one. Well, yeah, because the Paris one is when he's running in San Francisco, he sees a bus with a picture of the Eiffel Tower on it yeah. that says Paris, and that's where he goes next. Yeah. So I have to assume every time he jumps somewhere, he saw a picture. But Robotnik's in, sta- in a standard Robotnik jet. This one's a little sleeker than the ones in the in the uh, video games, but sure, it's just a vaguely egg-shaped hovery jet with missiles all over it so he flies around he blows up the sphinx yeah there's a whole race on the great wall of china yeah so we get a whole bunch of business of getting chased around i do like the 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 robotic line of when when uh sonic tries to escape up the pyramids and he's like you can't go up there it's one of the seven wonders (laughs) (laughs) which is great because he had just blown up the sphinx (laughs) yeah uh, but eventually, there's a showdown on the streets of Green Hills. Yeah. He eventually goes back to Green Hills, and... He gets beaten. Uh, he manages to... Uh, yeah, Robotnik, Robotnik has a laser blast gun. Yeah, it gets him real good, so he's lying unconscious on the ground, and he's menacing over him in his little fly ship. Oh, and by the way, he also is now wearing a Dr. Robotnik outfit. Yes. Uh, because it's the flight suit for his prototype thing. But someone has taken the time to make fun of him, because you can't put a costume from a film from an adaptation you can't put a costume from the source material into it without someone having to comment that it looks stupid yes that's just a hollywood rule yeah you cannot ever use a costume from any comic book or video game or Mm -hmm. any source material without someone going wow that looks real stupid you and then they get rid of it or keep it but get made fun of well if they're the bad guy they get made fun of and they keep it if they're the good guy they have to be like yeah i look dumb as hell i'm gonna go get into whatever hollywood thought was a cool redesign <laughs> it's probably leather pants or something wear my classic outfit oh hell no uh, but i will wear black leather that's it <laughs> so yes uh robotnik gets to sit there gloating for a bit over a knocked out sonic which he has to open up the little panel for his jet thing and he gets shot at by the deputy because here comes small town america to the rescue to fend off this government elite we may not know what that gross alien on the ground is but we do know we ain't like no new york types look you're from the government and you're probably here to take my daughter and do stuff (laughs) so i'm gonna use my second amendment to stop you (laughs) 
this doesn't really matter. They just, all they're doing is giving Sonic like the five seconds he needs to hear someone say something about family. Well, yeah, he <laughs> Tom manages to like wrestle Robotnik in the little jet thing. Mm-hmm. He gets thrown out, and then he's like, "Oh, why would you even try and help this stupid little alien? He's nothing to you. He's not even from here." And of course, that has Tom be like, "Oh." But he's more from here than you'll ever be. He's, of all the people I've known, he was the most human. He's the most small town. <laughs> he was born in a small town. <laughs> uh, Why, I've seen him sucking on chili dogs. <laughs> Why, just outside the tasty freeze. <laughs> Let's hear his best James Dean. Well, <laughs> <laughs> But no, this is enough for Sonic to wake up and have some... He has super electricity powers, not just like, oh, I've got lightning over me like you would expect from, like, The Flash. I'm moving so fast that I have crackling energy. That's sort of a shorthand for super speed. Yes. But instead, he straight up uses electricity to pull the jet towards him? Yeah, he gets electro-telekinesis, which is... Another Hollywood regular thing is like, well, as long as you're generating lightning, you might as well use that lightning, which we've seen in the Wonder Woman movies. Yeah. Um, well, the one so far. So, yeah, he just does that. Uh, he gets all crackly and blue, and he's, his, his line is, this is my power, and I'm going to use it to help my friends. And first, you've got something that belongs to me, and he uses electricity to drain his power out of the quill. Right. Then he opens up a uh, a portal to the mo- well. He first he does a bunch of spin dashes and bonks Robotnik's ship a lot. Yeah. Then finally he opens up a portal to the mushroom de- planet and just sends the ship through. Yeah. He just rams into the front real hard, which slams the ship into Mushroom World. Mm-hmm. Good. Now we then now we're gonna kick off this movie's exceedingly overlong ending. But please, John, I can see your finger of dissent. The one thing I wanted to say is I was very disappointed in this film. That we did not get supersonic. supersonic. I know. Well, he didn't collect all the Chaos Emeralds, John. <laughs> but he, he, it he would went be, supersonic! It would be madness for him to do that without the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, this movie is very, very true to the source material, so I understand they wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. And you gotta leave something for the obvious sequel. I mean, they set up the sequel real hard, but yeah, they, I mean, you can't have him go supersonic. We haven't even made mention of the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> so, yes. That is the end, and he... Oh, I wish. This movie's got like 25 minutes of ending. Well, yes, because he has to be like, oh, now I I get to live with my adopted family, and Mm -hmm. they took all my random trash that was in a hole and put it in their attic and i get to live in the attic now it's time for, it's a, i think they tell him it's a school night so he has to go back to his cave and he's like oh oh we put your cave in our attic you have to live in our attic <laughs> don't make noise <laughs> and he's super excited about it he even has a race car bed which is nice because you know tom gets to sleep at home in a big bed with his wife <laughs> it's true <laughs> uh and then sonic draws a picture of dignity <laughs> And it gets a job at the Cracker Factory. (laughs) So, yes, Sonic gets his happy ending because he gets to live in a small town with his small town family and enjoy, I guess, sitting around and occasionally watching movies. Now, here comes a knock on the door. Oh, no, everyone thinks. Who would knock on a door in a small town? Uh, Honestly, you'd think they'd be like, oh, good, a neighbor. 
rightly eschewing the use of cell phones and just visiting the way old-fashioned folk used to do. Perhaps they need to borrow a cup of flour, or they have brought us a moist peach pie. Oh, the finities of it. But no, it is the dumb Pentagon guy who insisted on Robotnik in the first place, who was like, uh, we... We've cleared your name, and we we definitely appreciate everything that happened in those events that didn't happen. Yeah, and and and, and uh, here's a little token from he keeps saying Uncle Sam. Yeah, like, he says Uncle Sam like six times in this exchange. But yeah, here's a a little gift from Uncle Sam to show our appreciation for your cooperation. Yeah, and they're like, oh my gosh, it could be a monetary reward. And they open it up, and boy howdy, it's a fifty dollar gift card to Olive Garden. But have you tried their unlimited pasta bowl? It's unlimited. I do love it, because your family there when you're there. Oh, Olive Garden. It's great, everyone. Turn to camera, wink. <laughs> I'm I'm honestly surprised this movie didn't end in an Olive Garden. Right? <laughs> uh. And then and then yeah, that's that's the real ending of the movie is is uh the two of them being like, Yay, Olive Garden, and then they kind of fade to credits. Uh the credits are great because they're done in video game style. Yeah. So they're fun. But then they get cut off for this movie's post or mid credit stinger. Yeah, we got two credit things. Right, the first one's the Robotnik one. Yeah, we see Robotnik on the planet several months later, having gone insane and shaved his head, and he's got a huge mustache, and he's standard Robotnik And now. he's got the goggles and everything. So well, he's yeah. just not fat. That's Outside it. of the fat part, he's he, he's living on a mushroom planet with nothing on it but oxygen and mushrooms to eat. And God damn it, this entire movie, I was like, mushroom planet? An entire planet of mushrooms. One might call it a mushroom kingdom. I know. Come on, give me Mario, you fucks. <laughs> Do it. Do it, you cowards. No, I'm pretty sure that the movie spent all that time setting up the mushroom planet is an undesirable place to be as a burn on Nintendo. Um, but, but no, I mean, we don't. We sadly don't get any other kinds of video game references. But yeah, he's wandering around this wasteland with a bag of junk on his pocket, his backpack, and a rock that he calls Agent Stone, who he's ordering to do rock conaissance. Yeah. Um. And, and he he has a great line, which I I have to tell you because I have to tell you a little post movie anecdote. Okay. Um. He's he's like oh, a planet with no resources whatsoever and absolutely no technology of any kind. Most lesser men would give up. I'll be home by Christmas. Which is a good line, sure, right? It's fine. It doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, I was in the bathroom after the movie, yeah, and uh, I went to the far bathroom, so I was alone in there instead of waiting in line for everything. But a, a, a family came in who had also been at the movie, and one of them was like, "Yeah, he said he said he'd be back by Christmas. I guess the sequel's coming out at Christmas time." <laughs> and, and his dad had to be like, "No, I think he's just going to be home by Christmas, which means he's going to be they're going to start the setup for the next movie around Christmas." And then when the movie comes out, it'll reference how he got home at Christmas at a previous time. Wow. And I'm like, I really doubt. I didn't, you know, it's bad. You know, I don't talk to people. You just slam the stall door open. How dare you? <laughs> That's just bullshit that he was saying. That's just Jim Carrey mugging. <laughs> uh, and of course, our second of the credit things is... Uh, ring opens up and out comes Tails. Miles Tails Prower. And Tails is like, oh, I've got a little tracker that apparently can find Sonics. And oh, God, it, I found him and I hope it's not too late. Yeah, I guess maybe Longclaw's still alive and sent Tails. Uh, it, it, either that or it's just time for the intergalactic coalition of weird little fuzzy dudes to come recruit him to go get the Chaos Emerald so he can write and truly become supersonic. Yeah, I mean... That's what we hope. Yeah. We hope that 
perhaps the tribe of Knuckleses didn't want to actually, like, hurt Sonic or use him for evil. They were like, we need you to get the Chaos Emeralds to stop problems from happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so Tails is the one who has been sent to recruit him, and Tails immediately demonstrates his ability to fly at ridiculous speeds. Hooray! Which I was like, wait a minute, didn't this movie establish early on that, because one of the conceits of the Sonic games is that Sonic is, like, super fast, but you can always play as a bunch of other characters who, lo and behold, are exactly as fast as Sonic. <laughs> and I was, I was kind of hoping that in the movie they'd recognize that, Sonic, you have a power unlike any I've ever seen. You're unique in this galaxy. Also, there's this fox who can do it. Uh, also, a big cat. His name is Big the Cat. We weren't really feeling very creative that day. Your but... girlfriend can go the same speed you can, and she has a hammer. <laughs> what do you got, Sonic? Huh? I have these shoes a little girl gave me. I have little girl shoes. <laughs> uh, so, yes, that is the end of Sonak the Hedgehog, a small town tale of living in values. <laughs> <laughs> yep yep don't forget sonic says don't move to a big city that's the that's the mark of the evil one <laughs> it's no good <laughs> uh all right so we are gonna go ahead and do our best and worst jeff give me the best thing in this film uh jim carrey's performance in general was very fun he plays a robotnik he he, he makes a fun robotnik i'm sure it doesn't matter if he's robotnik or not to him no uh, but it's a fun performance nonetheless, and it's nice to see some old-fashioned rubber face Jim Carrey stuff. I've kind of been wondering when he was going to do a supervillain. Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, the fucking interview where he's like, oh, Robotnik represents the innocence, and he's trying to capture Sonic because that represents his lost youth that he needs to capture. And you're okay, like, fine. Okay, uh, granted, Jim Carrey as a person has gone off the deep end completely. Oh, yeah. Uh but he's earned the right to do so. He's ridiculously wealthy. He spends most of his time painting. He's actually a very accomplished painter. But yeah, he's lost his fucking mind. And, and when he's not working, he has one of those David Letterman compound beards. Uh, <laughs> but, but you know, it's a fun performance nonetheless. Indeed. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I'm going to say my favorite thing in this. I actually do like the uh, the special effects in here. Oh, yeah. Pretty- I mean... Honestly, even just the first Quicksilver scene in the biker bar, I was like, it's well done. It's a complete ripoff mm-hmm. and doesn't make sense with the rest of the film as far as how fast Sonic can go. Yeah, except for the other time he does it. Yeah, but it's a well-crafted scene. Mm-hmm. It's fun to watch a character that goes fast go fast. Yeah. You know, I would want the same sort of thing for a Flash movie. I, I, I have to, it, every time I watch these, I know it's not a very good movie, but every time I watch one of these movies about a super speed person, uh, it makes me appreciate the Age of Ultron movie a little bit more, where, where there was Quicksilver in it, and they never did that. Mm-hmm. They never did, oh, uh, I forget who plays him in that, uh, Aaron something or other, John, uh, but he never stops time. No, he's just fast. Yeah, he, he just runs real quick. And they always do it as just blur effects. And and, and I appreciate that because it, so many of these speed movies at this point are like, I'm crazy fast. What does that mean? I can stop time. <laughs> and they're like, I, those are two different things. And I wish they were respected as such. I mean, at least when they show like things are moving slowly while I do this yes, so that you yeah. can see what I do. Yeah, they've done fine. that. They do that in the X-Men movies pretty well, where they show that like water's dripping or something. They They kind of hit and miss the marks because Quicksilver... They obviously do it by having him run around digital playgrounds, uh-huh. and they don't special effects up his clothes or hair or anything, so it looks like he's running a million miles an hour, but his hair is not reacting to that. Yeah. 
I mean, that's why it sort of works better as Sonic, because he's just a blue guy and you don't need to animate anything else but him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Uh, worst thing in the movie. I mean, ultimately, it's just going to come down to the, the themes that the whole small town values thing felt so wildly out of place that it was hurt. It, it caused me pain. <laughs> Uh, the, the, when he was when he they were being attacked by Robotnik in the in the truck by the other truck and they were like he was like I gotta yell at you about small towns I was like this is fucking trash <laughs> I mean it, it only barely edges out the exceedingly obvious product placement for me as the worst thing in the movie uh, but it, it does it, it I hated it I, I hated most of the themes of this movie the it's my power and I'm gonna use it to help my friends and I'm like. I don't understand. Robotnik seems to have found the one way to steal it. That is very unusual. <laughs> when he t when he was looking at the quill and going like, ah, I know what we'll do with this. I was like, great, build Metal Sonic. Let's get that done. <laughs> That's a perfect first movie final boss twist. Uh, nope, no Mecha Sonic. Yeah. All right. Well, what about you? What's your worst favorite? Least favorite? <laughs> What's uh, your worst favorite thing? <laughs> Black licorice. You actually like that shit? I mean, it's okay. You human garbage. <laughs> You filth. Oh, no. I need to exist. It is important that someone who likes black licorice is around. No. It's the you... same thing like someone who likes pickles or olives. <laughs> I'm here to help the other people. No, you're not. If you didn't exist, we could stop making it. Oh, no. We wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> We'd still make it. Don't you worry about that. You're creating our problem and solving it. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm going to say probably... If I want to say nothing that you did, I'm going to say the sister was so awful. Uh, yeah, there's Just, no explanation for it. Yeah, there's no characterization for her outside of, I'm sort of a black stereotype, and also I hate your husband for no reason. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is terrible. Hey, guys, this is terrible. I mean, I would love to know the story by which she appears to be i mean she has to be a single mom because otherwise at some point the husband would come home and untie her from all because the her last scene in this movie is she's been tied up for like a day and her daughter's running around her in circles and laughing and, and singing a uh, a sonic the hedgehog song yes uh and she's like well at least bring me my fitbit so i can do some steps in this chair i'm tied to well no it's put my fitbit on yeah because i don't do the steps since you're prancing around put the steps on it ah, that's right it's even more hypocritical it's just awful. And I assume it's probably there to be like, again, a reinforcing of, I live in San Francisco and you should dump that city boy and get someplace where there's real men mm -hmm. who have degrees instead of values. <laughs> uh, you should find a love in a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> it's no, just she is, awful. She is horribly stereotypical. And, and it's it, the worst character in there. Yeah, yeah, it, it hurts. So there you go. We are now going to give the movie, each of us a rating 0 to 5. We'll give Sonic the Hedgehog a rating out of 10. Jeff. Does this feel like a 1.5 or a 2 to you? I was debating that the other day. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like I'm probably landing on 1.5. Hmm. I mean, here's the thing. There are certain aspects of it I did enjoy. I like the special effects. I like, I like, uh, I always like James Marsden, even if he has to do all of Garden commercials, apparently. I like him. He's a fun actor. Marsden's fine, but he has apparently been typecast into a guy driving a truck with a CGI thing in it. Yes. This is, I think this is his second or third movie doing that. Yes. I, the only other one I can name off the top of my head is Hop, but I'm pretty sure there's another there one. There is another one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean,. But I like him. He's a fun presence. So I, I think I'm going to give this a two and, and just 
you know, hope they improve in the future with the next. With the off- right now, this is already the highest grossing video game movie of all time. Eh. And, uh, and uh, the only all that means is that it beat the other highest growth, the, the most recent video game movie, the uh, Detective Pikachu. That was the, that uh, up until the, the, wow, this, it beat Detective Pikachu. It did. It, it beat it pretty handily, actually. Well, for opening, I would assume that is that's the metric. Yeah, yeah. Opening weekend, this is the strongest video game movie ever. But it hasn't quite gotten to the point where it has made the most money. I don't know if it's beaten. Yeah, I don't think it's to be beaten Pikachu yet in box off in dom- general domestic box office. Yeah, but also I don't really give a shit about that. I just think it's kind of funny that it managed to. I mean, it's already being used as an argument for why the Birds of Prey movie obviously was bad too. Well, I, I, I assume you've seen that. Well, that shit is garbage. That's just Twitter shit. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and give it... I'm going to stick with my 1.5. I'm assuming you would. Uh, it. I mean, most of the points here is basically just it's visually fine to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, I can sit down and watch it and not be, like, in pain. Which I guess, I guess that's my two. My two is basically, I can watch this and not hate life. So sure, I'll give it the two. All right, that's fair. That's it's, very fair. It's enough that I'm okay, but it's still just everything about it. The writing is awful. Most of the acting is bad. The decisions for a lot of the things are nonsensical. It feels like they bought three quarters of a script and jammed Sonic into it. Yeah, it's... uh. It's unfortunate, but there you go. Uh, a four out of ten for Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, this is. You can stay at home. <laughs> you can keep your hat on. This is. <laughs> also, what the fuck? Partnering with Jack in the Box. Ugh, fucking a place called Sonic that has jelly dogs exist. I hate you so much. But John, a box of small tacos. Ah, yes, and he doesn't eat small tacos in this movie. <laughs> hate it. If he had at least been like, boy, I love tacos. Oh, boy, a bunch of them. I would at least go, all right, well, you're trying for the product placement, I guess. But no. Why isn't he just the official food mascot of Olive Garden now? (laughs) Come on down and try our never-ending super fast pasta bowl with blue meatballs. They're Sonic fast. Uh, (laughs) I I would not put it past fucking olive garden to introduce blue raspberry meatballs <laughs> blue raspberry <laughs> meatballs Ugh. come on down and have a bowl of rigatoni with electric raspberry meatballs <laughs> you can add them to our bologna alfredo come get the deal because it's got to go fast Ugh. all right thank you so much for joining us we will of course be back in another couple of weeks with more movie mastery i'll go ahead and have the uh poll up for our next in theaters next month uh, you can go to SystemMasteryPodcast.com. On the Movie Mastery tab, it'll say In Theaters Now. Go there, and you can vote for that. Mm-hmm. And if you want to recommend a movie for us to watch when we're not doing In Theaters, go ahead, join our Discord. You can and message uh, John. I know I'm the one who's always online, but I-, I don't do any of this. No, just either send me a private message uh-huh. or just... You know, at me. Adam, people keep sending me these things, and I'm so lazy that I'm not sending them to John. Yeah. Whatever you've sent to Jeff has not gone on the list, because I'm the only one who does it. Yeah. I know I'm often on on there. It's because I'm too lazy to set myself to invisible. Uh, That should give you a warning to you to not send them to me. Send them to John. (laughs) So, yes, do that. You can also send it to us on Twitter, at System Mastery, or me, at Gurglespasm. Either one's fine. I'll put it on the list. And, uh, of course, if you want to support us, you like what we do, 
Go to patreon.com slash system mastery. Any little bit helps. It makes it so that we can go see awful movies and rent crappy nonsense from Amazon when it isn't streaming anywhere for oh, free. Oh, my Amazon wi- or uh, wish list. Your Amazon playlist is like the people running the algorithm for that has to be like this dude needs an intervention. Man, you open that shit up and it just looks like a row of British teeth. <laughs> It's just sad. It's just a bunch of terrible rectangles. It's awful, and then maybe one good one in there by accident. <laughs> How'd that one get in there? Ooh, that's old chopster. <laughs> that's me good one. <laughs> Keep calm and bite on, it says. That's yeah. the one joke we have. Yeah, fuck you, British. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. We'll be back, and until then, you have a good one. <laughs>